It could be horribly cringy or a little weird It could be everything on earth that you have ever feared But no matter what, you'll be asking WTF, did I just watch? What's going on everybody? Welcome to the What the Fuck Did I Just Watch Horror Podcast Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode Where we, where we, where we will be breaking down the movie Bo is afraid. Yay! Now I am too. Now I am too. Ari Aster, A24. How can we go wrong here, right? Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, my name is Justin. I will be your host this evening. And I am joined by a very uh, enlarged but flaccid looking crew. Uh, a ragtag team of horror lovers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I prefer erectus ejectus. Oh, hey man, good call, good call. I was gonna that's write that down. That's my new favorite saying. Besides yeah, bullshit that's... artist, now it's erectus ejectus. All right, all right. Well, first up, I'd like to introduce my co-host for the show, our resident scream queen, the whore of gore herself. What is up, Cheney? Hey, what's up? I've been sitting here, like, when you said, we're going to be breaking down Bo is Afraid, and I wanted to put, to orgasm. Bo is Afraid, to orgasm. Yep. (laughs) Yep, spoiler warning, but that basically is the plot of the movie. So, um, (laughs) all summed up in in one quick sentence. So, in other words, parents, you can have your kid watch this if you want them to stay celibate. I don't suggest any kids watch this movie. No, it was just a joke. <laughs> Some school's uh, going to make it the yeah. safe sex movie. <laughs> yeah, required viewing in fifth grade. Um, is that what a penis looks like? Does it have, why does it have tentacles? That's weird. Uh, next up, all the way from our bedroom, uh, we... <laughs> want to give a warm welcome to my beautiful wife bringing a non-horror loving perspective to the podcast uh it's my beautiful wife beth hey hi yeah now i'm still trying to wrap my head around this movie it was the longest weirdest mind trip i've ever been on and i was sober fair that's fair especially if you're not into ari aster ari ari i don't know how you say his name um, but yeah, we'll get into that too. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's time to jump into this freaking movie and, uh, we'll start off by giving a real spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, definitely go do that before you listen to this, or if you just don't want to watch it and you just want to hear what we thought, that's cool too. Cause this is a pretty hard watch. Just going to say that up front. And, uh, it is a very long movie. So if you don't want to watch it, I get it. I totally get it. Um, this mo- Just a quick synopsis real quick. See how many times I can say real quick in a sentence. Um, but this movie is basically about a guy with mommy issues tripping, going on a journey in his brain, uh, but also being controlled in a controlled environment at the same time um, and afraid to uh, ejaculate. And so that's basically what the movie's about. Uh, it's if you break it down, it's a very simple concept. Mommy makes him afraid to ejaculate. 
but there's a lot of layers to this and there is a lot of things to talk about. So before we jump into the breaking this down, hey Cheney. Hey Justin. You got some uh, hoary gory fun facts about Bo is Afraid for us? I do. I do have some hoary gory fun facts. Yeah. Um, so this film was supposed to be our, I'm just going to call him Ari. Uh, he's going to come on and be like, it's Ari. No, I'm just waiting. <laughs> he's American. Uh, so, oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. He's, uh, he's from like Boston. I think he's, well, he's Jewish. Why did he's I like, think he was Italian? <laughs> Italian. No, he's Jewish. Jewish. Okay. That yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this was actually supposed to be his debut film. This was supposed to be before Hereditary, before Midsommar. Is it Midsommar? Mid Midsommar. I'm, I'm redneck. So Midsommar. Yeah. <laughs> it means Midsommar, but it's. No, it's. I was reading a bunch about this. It's actually Midsommar. And the D is silent. Midsommar. Especially okay. in Bo was Afraid. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Myself on the Shut back for there. that one. <laughs> yeah, Shut that's good. Um, so this was supposed to be his debut film. So he, this he's this has been a work in progress for some time. Um, but it did have a budget of thirty-five million dollars. Wow. Which was it all spent on the animation? That's my question. Maybe I think it was um, all spent on a a penis. Uh, that's probably true. But then again, he should have paid Joaquin Phoenix or however, however you say, I always butcher his first name. Joaquin. River Phoenix's brother. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I hope he got paid very well because he is 99% of this movie. Well, I do. I am curious because, you know, actors obviously are going to read through the script or their, um, what do they call them? Their talent manager, their scout. What mm -hmm. are they called? Oh, they do like yeah. the table readings uh, and stuff. Yeah, they're agent. You know, they're be like, I got this crazy story. Got this crazy movie coming up. Do you want to star in it? And he read through it and was like, hell yeah. I would I be like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. I feel like this was written for him. Like this was written with him in mind. Like he was, I don't I can't even picture anyone else in this movie. But well, him. especially yeah, since true. Joker. Well, I think that's part of the problem for me is like, it's very Joker-esque in a way, you know? Did he play, is he playing the new Joker? No, he played oh the- Oh my God. Oh my God. He did. Yeah. The movie Joker. Yeah. The Joker. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> that went over my head for a second, but I brought it back I mean, down. He's got his Don't second one coming out next year with uh, Lady Gaga in it. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A musical. Yeah, they went over head. I was sitting here thinking, like, what Batman movie is Joaquin Phoenix in? I'm so confused. <laughs> um, so speaking of Joaquin, he did all of his own stunts, jumping out of windows and everything. Wow. Um, word on the street is those are his real testicles. Just kidding. No <laughs> I had to throw you off of that. <laughs> no fucking way. I guess elephantitis is nah. still a thing. <laughs> nah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh-uh. Not today, Cheney. Not today. <laughs> I didn't let that one slide. Dang it. Um, last one I have. So the some people got to see this movie before the actual release 
because the director decided to pull a little April Fool's prank on everybody. So they thought they were going to watch the director's cut of Miss Summer. Miss Summer. Yep. Miss Summer. And he ended up showing Bo is afraid. And imagine, I I would be like, I don't know. Hopefully he was there to kind of be like, oh, I was April Fool's, but this is my new movie coming out. I'd be like, all right, you got me, because what the hell just happened? Honestly. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be fair, though. To be fair, Miss Summer was like that for me. Uh, so, speaking of... I think Bo is Afraid was eight minutes longer than, uh, you know, that word. Yeah, that one. I, Florence Pugh. Yeah, that, that movie. word. Yeah. yeah, that movie. I just know I'm going to mess it up. So, uh, But Bo is Afraid was two hours and 59 minutes long. Yeah. So yeah, I he likes his long ass movies. Yep, me too. Yeah, I did too, for sure. But that's all I have for Hori Gory Fun Facts everyone yay yay we did it we did it well i say we jump right into this um i'm gonna go first because i got a lot to say uh i want to start off by saying i'm like a ari aster ari aster super fan um hereditary hereditary is in my top five horror movies of all time and i think miss somer is a masterpiece i wouldn't it's hard to classify it as horror um but it is very psychological i think the uh cinematography in that movie is like it's like uh game changing like uh Mm -hmm. innovative i guess um so i also going all the way back to uh there's something wrong with the john let me look this up before i mess it up yeah, the strange thing about the Johnsons, it was like a YouTube, like you put it on YouTube. Um, I think it's like a short style movie, but it is it is fucked up, man. Like really fucked up. And now he did that, like, I think it was like in 2011. And like that was way before he actually became a professional director. And like I had never heard of it, never seen it until Hereditary, right? And I was doing research on the director and they were like, you got to go watch this this short film that he made. So if you haven't seen that, definitely go check it out, but don't watch it when your kids are around because uh, it is extremely messed up. Um, But this guy has a way of taking trauma, family trauma and mommy mommy trauma and daddy trauma and sibling trauma and relationship trauma and just like making a gut-wrenching film about it because at the core hereditary is like it's a it's a movie about family grief and the the passing of loved ones right with the grandmother and then the you know obviously the spoiler alert for that movie but the headless daughter um that was a tough the blame dude the whole movie is tough the whole movie is tough and then he he switches to mids miss summer and he explains it as a a comedy love story horror movie and at the at the core of that it is it's like a it's like a romantic comedy that has horror elements am i boring you over there honey lack, it's <laughs> it's lack of caffeine Moving on. he's like come get to the point jesus christ um yeah we uh like 
like at the end of the day, that's what I love about all his movies. And I don't think Bo Bo is afraid is any different for me in that regard. The first hour of this movie is bananas. Like it's my favorite kind of movie. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm trying to piece everything together. There's just chaos going on everywhere. It's like the last half of Mother, but it's in the first hour of this movie, right? And like everything's confusing. You don't know if he's tripping. You feel like you're in like this weird dream world. You get like people stabbing each other on the streets. You got weird tattoo guys running around trying to break into his building. And the like, dead body oh, in the road. Crazy. Dead body in the road from a suicide. Like it is nuts, man. And he he's so afraid to go outside. Like he's just terrified to go outside. And like I would be too. Right. That's, that's, uh, crazy. This, then the, then the second act starts and this is where it fell off for me. I, I could get rid of this entire second act and still have a really good movie for me. Um, he gets, he gets hit by a car. He gets shacked up with his family. The family's trying to turn him into a replacement son. Kind of, uh, he's in and out of consciousness and dream states he doesn't know what's real, what's not. Um, and then at, at the end of the second act, that's when he starts piecing everything together. He goes to his mom's funeral. Oh, by the way, right in the middle of all this, his fucking mom's head gets smashed with a chandelier. Uh, as he's trying... Oh, yeah, man, I'm all over the place tonight. Another subplot here is, is kind of the baseline for the movie, though, is he's trying to go see his mom. Like That's what kicks all this off. He's trying to go see his mom, and he he messes up. He can't go see her, and uh, it causes all this guilt. So, anyways, long story short, we get to the end, right? He go, he goes through a second act, blah blah blah, but he starts piecing everything together, and then we find out that it's his mom's a fucking piece of shit, by the way, just a giant piece of shit. Um, he walks into her house. She's got like this huge timeline of his life and the life that she built for him. And basically she like owns or everybody in his life actually worked for his mom. And, uh, that was a, that was a cool twist. I, all, uh, the Truman show, right. Where his life was kind of fabricated in a controlled manner to make him afraid. And it was all because his mom didn't feel like, didn't feel the love reciprocated back to her. And yeah, so, so she tried to ruin everything in his life to make him run back to her. Through control. And yeah. all the whole movie is just a giant guilt trip from his mom. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's that's some deep shit right there. Um, no wonder uh, he didn't want to touch a woman, you know? I'll let you guys jump into that part of it. But, like, I just wanted to get all that out there because, like, that that really hit hard for me because so the third act to me was brilliant. And the first act was like masterpiece, but the second act, I was just like, dude, cut all this shit out. I don't even, I'm still trying to piece together what happened in the second act. I can't tell what was real and what wasn't like, and why the daughter was acting all fucking weird. And like, I, I, I wanted to slap the shit out of her and be like, well, you just shut up. <laughs> Like she was pissed me off. I know I, the 
roller coaster of emotions that I felt. I, at first, I was like, holy shit. Then I was like, wait, what the fuck? Wait, really, what the fuck? Um, hang on. Okay, now you're pissing me off. You're getting on my nerves. And then it was just uh, the whole time. I don't, I don't know how. And then I got bored during the, you know, the village part and the, I'm like, is he being hypnotized? Are they trying to hypnotize us right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, cause I started to fall asleep and then it goes back to what the fuck again. And holy shit again. Sorry yeah. for all my cussing. How many times can I cuss describing this movie? I think it's I warranted. You. I think for me it was, you. there's that franticness at the beginning. And then, I'm, you know, you're still kind of confused. He takes the med without water. So I'm like, all right, he's just tripping. But then it just goes weird, like the call with his mom or the UPS driver. But, like, he couldn't speak. So for me, like, you feel the grief in him because, I mean, in reality, when if you get those calls or something happens, like, that's how a lot of us would react. We wouldn't know what to say. But, Janie, I agree with you. Like, it was constantly up and down, but... The whole, like, woods and the play scene, mm-mm. Like, they could have cut all that out and then just rolled over to, like, Jeeves showing back up. I kind of wish Jeeves would have killed the daughter. Would have made my day a little better. The movie a little better, because, yeah, the teenage girl was too much. Um, but I felt like the play um, was kind of a tie-in to Midsummer, Summer, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to say Midsummer because we're in Oklahoma. Um, (laughs) but I felt like maybe he was trying to do a little Brighton or maybe that was his way of saying, okay, you can take an intermission during this. You're not missing much, but the end with Parker Posey and all of that, like I actually had to talk to Justin after the movie because I kind of thought he was on a trip the whole time. And then the end, the end for me was like, no, we don't need that. Him being in an arena and. To me, it just felt like they were trying to extend the movie, but there was no, like, meat and potatoes about it. It just felt forced in. But I will say this, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin, however you pronounce your name, I'm sorry. Um, He was brilliant. I agree with Justin. I don't think there's any other actors out there that could pull that off. I mean, how do you portray all these emotions? And you're not saying a damn word. It's him in the bathtub scene when that guy above him. The look of like horror and fear, you could just see it in his eyes. Like I just don't think there's a lot of people that can do it. He he made the movie great for me, but yeah, I it was really long, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I I feel like you can't figure this movie out. Um, even when I mean I do this with every movie, I'm just like, all right, this is probably gonna happen. This is probably gonna happen. I couldn't do that with this movie. I would be like, oh, it's probably going to be this. And then, boom, it would instantly change. And I'd be like, okay, what, what? Hang on, (laughs) slow down, rewind it, because I need to reprocess. And literally anything that could go wrong for Bo went wrong, like, honestly. Yeah. And uh, I was reading a little bit where Ari was kind of like, I wanted the audience to know what it felt like to be a loser which that i didn't really understand that um but i mean i felt for this guy because i was just like man everything's just going fucking wrong 
and he seems so sweet and genuine mm-hmm. and that's i yeah, think that's I, what killed me too at first though he was kind of set up as a douchebag like like a pushover douchebag right and i think i think the way they set him up through the the speakers bumping through the wall and you know the neighbor sliding notes in um made him just like they're trying to set him up as like a pushover loser and basically the whole movie that's what he is is a a mommy dependent pussy because every time he yeah every time he got into trouble he would ask what should i do what do i do what do even when he called his mom mommy i need you to tell me what to do what do i do what do i do to make you happy and he could never stand on his own two feet and i think that's what Arya was trying to say when he was trying to make you feel like a loser like I think he's trying to say like you can't make your own decisions uh, and you have to depend on everyone else to like control your life and you can't take your life into your own hands, which basically is his whole journey. Everyone else is like giving him his path. If like when the family takes him in, right? I want to go. I need to go home tonight. You're not going home tonight. Well, okay. I'll take you tomorrow. Well, now I got a surgery. Like everything he did was in someone else's hands. And uh, that's because he was being controlled by his mom, you know, at the end of the day. But so do you guys notice that was Bill Hader? Who? Yeah. The FedEx guy. The FedEx guy on the phone. Yeah. No. Yeah. I noticed noticed him from behind. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was a cameo. He was, uh, they showed him on the news and he was, he had his back turned to the camera, but he kind of turned to the side. I was like, oh, it's Bill Hader. I love him. Dang it. Yep. Yep. That was super cool. I will say one thing that saved the movie for me, um, and Justin, you actually touched on it, was the timeline in the mom's house. I don't know about you, Cheney, but it kind of like brought stuff together. But if I was to rewatch the movie, I'd probably look for Easter eggs because like his suitcase and keys getting stolen. I have a feeling if they were to pan either the family's house or his mom's as an Easter egg is probably in there. Like, one of those you can probably see for a split second somewhere. Because they focused so much on, he had a blue key and a red key. Like, they zoomed in on it when it was in the door. So, I could think of as, I bet if we were to go back, it would be somewhere. I didn't even notice that. Interesting. I just, I I mean, I don't know. I noticed, I noticed that how he was, like, the face of all her products and everything. And um, the security cameras were the same security cameras that that family had. And stuff like that, but literally every was every person in the movie hired by his mother because that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Justin said a good point about maybe he was the test set, like she tested all of her drugs on these people and then him, like a controlled experiment, human testing. Yeah, that's kind of how I took it. But she also like created the project housing that he lived in, and then hired all the people because on. why wouldn't it be nicer? She just wanted to make his life so miserable that he no, would depend on her? No, that that's part of it. But I think it's to test him to see if he would overcome his fear. If if they could create so much fear in his life that he could overcome it to show his mom that he loves her. Like that's, it was, the whole thing was like a test for him to overcome his fears to prove to his mom that he loves her. That's that, That's how I took it. Because that's, to me, that's what tied it all together at the very end when they're in the arena, is they're fighting to see, did he pass, did he pass the guilt test, right? 
they they put him in all these crazy scenarios just to make him fail to see his mom or fail to love his mom and uh he couldn't get out of it because he was too afraid like that's how i took it that's how i interpreted and it. his mom poisoned his sperm well <laughs> yeah let's let's talk about that because i think this is the conversation i really wanted to have tonight um i'm sure you did <laughs> Okay, first, dude, this dude's balls. Always be my baby. Dude, she, dude, right in the middle, right in the middle, she's like, I'm gonna start it over. I'm gonna start it over. I was, I was like, like, I was like, me yeah. as fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, he after he came the sec the second time, he's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was then, literally like this that whole scene. Yeah. And then she dies flicking the bean. <laughs> Yeah. I want to come too. See, I at that point I was just so thrown off by everything when I saw that she wasn't moving after you know it was panned in on him, and I was like, "What if it was like a plastic doll or something this whole time?" <laughs> but no, it wasn't. In his brain, I, I don't know. But in his brain, he thought it was real. Yeah, but I was like, "Okay, no." But and then I, mommy was watching. Yeah. I don't know. She the she throws me off because Bo did was not cute at all in this, and she was just straight up like, "Let's bone." After I seen you for thirty seconds. But you know you know why though, in my opinion. So when they were kids, this is why I think all these flashbacks are they all kind of come together at the end. But when they were kids, she like fell in love with them, right on this cruise, and. Because of that, because she was already working for Bo's mom at that time. Everybody in Bo's life was working for Bo's mom, right? And so when she actually did fall in love with him in real life, she got pulled off the boat, right? As soon as that was realized. So, oh! Jenny, so that's why my... the girl's mom freaked out so bad. Mm-hmm. Because she was going to lose her job. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is my, my theory, like... She's been wanting to bone Bo this whole time, right? And watching him grow up and they, you know, they spy on her. And, you know, obviously Parker, Parker Posey's character is still close with Bo's mom uh, because she still works for her, right? So I think that she wanted to screw him the whole time. But also, like, it was like she hated Bo's mom so bad. Because even when she walked into the room, she was like, we're in the, the dragon's den, the dragon's lair or whatever. And uh, I think she did it just out of spite for Bo's mom. And I think she knew Bo's mom was watching. That's why I, I actually think that because she was like weird about it. And then she picked Bo's mom's bedroom specifically because she was like, where's all the bedrooms at? And Bo's like, I don't know. She, she goes straight for Bo's mom's room. So I think that she knew all that was going to happen, minus the dying during the sperm spermicide tsunami. So, I just, and then also, I was, I was really scared he was going to die. <laughs> well, also, I like, oh, okay, no. I think that because of that scene alone, it kind of ties into Bo's mom actually doing experimenting her drugs on him because she, you know. That's what made his sperm poison because she was giving him all these random ass drugs, doing all these weird experiments on him. I was his sperm poison. Was that said? No, that that's how I took that. Like when he, 
when he spermed in her, she died. No. Because the first time, the condom was still on. No, she said he blew through it. No, but she said he blew through it. So she was like, okay, it's my turn. I'm going to get mine. So then she had an orgasm and died. So I took that as he didn't have the heart attack. She did. And because the because the mom made made her die. Did you pick up something Parker Posey's character said when he asked about her working for the mom? She said, yeah, up until a week ago and she was really weird about it. It had been not a whole week since mom died. Well, you don't know that because you have no idea how long he was at this family's house. Well, he said something like, I mean, something about it's been five days or there was a one, I think it was the attorney. And they said they were going to wait so many more days after he called from the family's house. Yeah, but then he went to this weird trip and like, I have no idea how many days passed. It showed like yeah, how long four or five village? different days and nights. Like, do it. I yeah, just in the wonder village. if she set Parker up to have sex with her son. To see if he would do it because of mom. Oh, dude. And maybe that's why she was so into it. Because mom's know. controlled everything. She doesn't work for mom anymore. I Honestly, guys, I think there's so many conclusions. So many I think every person is going to have 10 different ideas about it. But maybe that was the the gotcha for the director yeah, was you... that. Yeah, that's true. I think the biggest thing that throwed me off was the 10 foot penis in the attic yeah you didn't like when it got what? shot in the balls and it leaked i'm just confused where she was like you want to it's a memory you idiot okay but what was really in the attic don't put a fucking 10 foot penis in there and throw me off what the fuck was really in the attic I'm i think it was his dad was that his dad the the dick i don't hit no see the way i took it was the old guy in the corner which was walking again yeah but i think it was his dad but okay, I don't know, man. The way the way I interpreted it was that that was his dad, and the penis thing was just like a a trip. Like I don't know what that represented. Metaphor for his I dad being a, a second, huge maybe. dick. Maybe. See, I also was like, is that his dad or is that him that's been up there since he was a kid? What's going on? And then I never had an answer. So. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. Like, if this was, this is how Beth interpreted it at first. So, if that was, if that was Bo in the attic, maybe that was, maybe Bo's been up there this whole time, and this is all just in his head. I mean, maybe, I don't... When Bo started asking about his dad, and his mom just locked him in the attic, you know? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That scene really threw me off, too. Like... I don't know. That's crazy. What I thought I had a grasp on, the third act of this movie flipped it up, turned it upside down, inside out, and then filled it full of bullet holes of jizz all over it. <laughs> so there's a lot of lot of comparisons I think this movie or a lot of movies this movie compares to or like pulls inspiration from, obviously, like uh Truman Show, uh Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. They said the Odyssey was a big inspiration for this. Movie. Yeah, the Odyssey where he goes on a, a voyage and like... Okay, I could see that. Yep, yeah, tries to find his courage or become the hero. Uh, Which would make sense since the play in the woods was very um, Shakespearean. You know, had that feel to it. Yeah. Uh, Cynodoke, New York, which I actually haven't seen. 
um, but supposedly it's very similar, especially in the first act. And then obviously Mother. That's a no for me. Mother, the the last half of Mother was just like the first half of this movie. Like it was almost uh, eerily similar. And uh, I loved it, man. I'm so here for that. I want to see a whole movie like that. Ooh, yeah. That's what I thought <laughs> this movie was going to be. This movie made my brain hurt like I was studying for an exam. Like, so much thought. You had to pay attention to everything, and then your mind's just going. It was exhausting for me, at least. I I think that why the first half or the first act worked so well for me, because that, to me, is what is scary. So, like, The Boogeyman and Terrifier and all those things, they're fun movies. They're not scary. See, I'm boring her again. I'm I'm blabbing way too much. I got too much to say on this one. No, it's because we've been moving and packing for a month. True. Your wife is tired, and I'm old. Very old. Very old. Uh, I will throw a shoe across (laughs) this house. A shoe? Who throws a shoe? You can't Uh, run away from it. So, Chaney, (laughs) Justin can't run away right now anyway, so he needs to watch his mouth. He's got a broken foot. What? You broke your foot? I broke my foot. Stepping like off right the U-Haul. On my <laughs> toe. Yeah, I, I like folded my foot in half when I stepped off the U-Haul. So. Oh my god. The under part, okay. like the pad of his foot, the bottom, is like yellowish green bruise now. I'm like, how do you do... Justin, you would be the one to do that on a U-Haul. That's how I roll, baby. That's how I roll. Um, but yeah, Your no, ankle. the first part the first part of this movie is so like, uh, it's so chaotic you have no idea what's going on. There's like crazy ass shit happening everywhere. And you have no idea why. And like, that shit is scary as hell to me. Like it made me feel anxious. And you guys already know this about me, but if I can feel emotion in a movie, uh, that's a good thing for me. So, um, yeah, I was anxious for a whole hour. I was like, God, this is amazing. Like keep, yes. Oh yes. And like all the crazy the... people like inf- infiltrated his apartment and I was like, yes, this is so chaotic. And then it was like, oh, well, he got hit by a car. Now he's at a person's house. And now we got an hour of him just arguing with the daughter. So, yeah. Did you guys recognize the tattooed guy? The one that tried to chase him in the building and then he found dead. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you watched a lot of the tattoo shows or um, sideshows. HBO and a lot of them have done stuff on people that are, they call them just freaks. And he was the one of the first people to get his, the whites of his eyes completely tattooed. He went red first Ooh. until they realized he could still do black. But he's even more tattooed. But they took some of it out because the tattoo artist that did his work as one person didn't want everything out there for copyright. But he does like all he does the big like Las Vegas and all the big tattoo conventions and he used to have um actual like under like dermals but they were under the skin that stuck up like two oh, inches the one inch the horns he actually has the split tongue um like maybe I just didn't recognize him then without the horns mm-hmm. but he got them all taken out when they realized that the materials that they were using was like could eat their skull. So now people do silicone, but we can't make silicone stand that long. Like, it doesn't stay up. It'll flatten with pressure. Now he doesn't want to do harm to his body? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I thought it was cool that it wasn't, they didn't do makeup on somebody. They actually found, 
you know, someone who's, that's his, his thing, his, what he loves. I was actually pretty impressed about, uh, Bo's, you know, hair the whole time. Cause that, that's not Joaquin's hair. He has a head full of hair. Yeah. It should look crazy. Yeah. And they made him look fat. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. Oh, he definitely had to gain weight for this role. For yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now look at pictures of him online with Lady Gaga and Joker. I know. Well, he's lost it all. He's well, he's man. supposed to be like, you know, as a Joker, he's like super skinny. So that's crazy. That's yeah, that's awesome. Do a lot of cuts. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen Synecdote, New York? Mm-mm. I know no. you're not asking me. Oh, I've never seen it either. I actually never even heard of it. So I I've curious. never heard of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go check it out because I'm just curious. Like, if it's like the first hour of this movie, then I'll be super happy. Super. No, happy. it's gonna be the second act all for you. Uh, I'll Man, pass. I hope not. I'll pass. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around this movie. I like I said when I told you guys when I left, I was literally speechless, and I was like, I was even like, what do I do now? <laughs> right. What? I do feel like though he could win an award or be nominated for his acting no. in this. Because oh yeah, that's... yeah, 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 yeah. Horror movies are not. I mean, yes, but horror movies will. They probably I know they don't, but his guys. acting is brilliant. I mean. Tony, I walked out of that movie and felt mentally raped, violated mentally, because I couldn't wrap my head around it. Everything I was thinking through the whole movie, the ending turned it upside down. It's like back on you. So, yeah, it's one of these movies that's like, you better plan to not do anything the rest of the day, because your mind is not going to be, and honestly, for a director to be able to do that, I think is awesome. But, no offense, I can't watch this again. I, it's too much. Like I said, I'll watch it again when it's streaming so I can fast forward and just yes. try to piece this together again. Yes. Just to get yep. a little bit more answers. Yeah, um, this is... But... Uh... Oops, sorry, Cheney. Oh, no, you're good. I was going to ask a question about the end, but go ahead. No, I was going to say, this movie's super divisive. Uh, like, I'm a part of a bunch of A24 groups on Facebook, and, like, half love it, half say it's a masterpiece, and the other half is like, this is pretentious bullshit. This is Ari Aster just doing whatever the fuck he wants because he had two hit movies. Now he thinks he can do whatever he wants and blah. And it's like Ari Aster, when he was doing his private screenings, he actually uh, was afraid to show it. And before his first screening, he didn't want people to see it because he thought people were going to hate it. Because this is like a pat. This was a passion project for him. Uh, something he's been obviously wanting to make for a long time. Um, like you said, it's supposed to be his first movie, so uh, it, he was terrified to show the public. And he's got a lot of backlash for it, especially because of the length of the movie and because it, there's no true plot to this movie. Like, there's no real mm-hmm. plot. And it's so ambiguous at the end. Like, you have no idea. Like, it, 10 people could watch it, and all 10 people have a different interpretation of the movie. So, anyways... Yeah. There's no way this will win an award. I don't even think people even talk about this movie for an award. Um, this was a mess, but I, I'm still here for it because I love this type of movie, and I, I'm i even digging the longer movies. Like, I, you know, if you have a lot to say, go ahead and make the longer movie. I'm, I'm here for it. So just strengthen up your second act a little bit, you know, but yeah. Sorry, Cheney, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh no, you're you're fine. I feel like the 
the comedy portions were there too. Like I was cracking up at the headless corpse. I was like, <clears throat> dude, shit's hilarious. I was like, this, I was like, this is terrible. And then there, there was this one where I cackled so loud. Uh, she was talking about my mother or something like that. And it showed the picture of her grandma. And I was just like cackling so loud. Cause that picture was ridiculous. Dude, it was, it was like a and, cartoon. Yes. I was, <laughs> I, all, I feel like all the jokes that he tried to hit hit because I laughed yeah. and then I was like, Oh, I gotta be quiet. Cause finally I was by myself yeah. and I was like, should I be scared? I'm worried. I'm all by myself. And then the Insidious trailer came on. I got even more scared. (laughs) But finally, a couple came in, and I felt bad because I was just, like, cackling. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Our theater was... question for your what? Our theater was fucking silent, except for the chips in the background. The munching on (laughs) chips. Yeah. Yeah. The two guys sitting next to you, Justin, looked very uncomfortable throughout the movie, though. Yeah, the the funny part to me was the funniest part to me was when he was talking to the FedEx dude on the phone. And I, that's a such a tragic moment. Like he just found out his mom got his head smashed her head smashed with a chandelier. And he's talking to this fucking stranger on the phone and the stranger's like, "Is that your mom?" And he's like, "I don't know. Are you saying it's my mom?" And he's like, "I don't know, dude. What?" I'm like, "This is fucking brilliant, man. So good." Anyways, Sorry. Can you describe her physique? (laughs) Oh, total change of subject. But one thing that stuck out after the movie, granted this was like two hours after the movie, was us trying to like formulate a thought or my own version of a synopsis if someone was to ask me what it was about. But when the wife of the family that he was staying with wrote the note of stop incriminating yourself and the cameras... I feel like she, she may not have been an employee of the mom, but the husband was, and she knew what was coming. And I think also that they were going to be punished, and that's why the daughter died, is they he, they didn't do what they were supposed to do with him, so the mom took away their kid, their other kid. Because the yeah, wife it, was more frantic, like, Channel 78, stop incriminating yourself. She kept trying to give him tea all the time. Like, I totally I just have a that. weird and feeling the- about that. The dad definitely worked for her because his face was on the on the wall of employees. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think the mom didn't work for them, and and she was like, she was just placating her husband. It's a good point. But then again, I could be way got... off with this movie. Right. It it's it can be easily done. I don't know if I like blinked at the wrong time or what at the very end, but I thought the boat blew up. It did. And then. Okay, but he stayed on the boat because his, his feet were stuck, got and that was him drowning, right? Yes. Yes. He... Like the boat moving. Okay, I was like, I don't remember if I blinked because I thought it blew up and he like flew away. Then I was like, why is the boat still moving? Then I was like, is that maybe the motor? And then I was like, no, I think that's him drowning. It like Which... blew. It like blew up in the weirdest way though. It like like the engine seized and it kind of blew up and then it just like flipped upside down. Like real fast, like that's all that happened. Yeah, yeah. Same and then it ended. Seeing on how water played a lot, water yes, played dude. a lot into this. Yes, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, there's definitely some some tie in. Yes, there. queen. Yes, bitch. 
I don't I don't know. I don't know just how you guys listening. <laughs> I don't know. That's literally just that's yep. Cheney. Uh I think it definitely fits our podcast of what the fuck did I just watch? Because Yeah. I absolutely. looked it up online trying to see anything and everybody's view and opinion is different. Like what's interesting though is the people that have lost a parent. One thing I've said is it seems like that's a larger percentage of people that felt an emotional like connection or it was emotionally harder of a movie for them to watch, especially the first act. No. I didn't see it, but that's just one thing I saw online. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't agree. No, I, I didn't. I was just like, this person is really on the Why did he pick up the phone? <laughs> why, why did the FedEx guy pick up the phone that was ringing? When someone's headless in front of him, that didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Why didn't you call the cops? He did call but the cops. He was working for. He did call the cops though. Yeah, he said they were on their way or something like yeah. that. Oh yeah, that's right. I missed that. I have a feeling I missed a whole bunch of shit. I'm yep. Trying to process the previous scene, the previous thirty seconds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I. So totally what are you guys agree. gonna rate this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why does that hurt my brain just as much as the movie? <laughs> you go first, Beth. Okay. I'm going to break it into two things because I can't. For me, it makes sense. From an acting standpoint, it's a five because what walk. Yeah, Queen, whatever. It's Sunday night. I'm tired. Whatever Mr. Phoenix, his acting ability and what he was able to portray, beautiful. Like, he is what other young actors in Hollywood need to aspire to do. Because it was very effortless. I, Guys, I honestly felt like I was watching something I'm not supposed to. Like, this was his mental breakdown that we were experiencing. And it was, it made me feel icky. That's, when I left the theater, I felt icky. That I walked, I was involved in someone's, you know, mental demise, in a way. Um... The length of the movie brings it down for me. It was way too long. Um, I'm going to give it 3.75. The length knocked it down for me. And honestly, the second act, I felt like, took me out of the headspace I needed to be in for the whole movie. The length actually wasn't a big issue for me because I was so entrapped and trying to figure out what was going on that I lost track of time. Um. Never once was I like, God, how much longer do I got? And I've done that with movies before. Lord where I've like Rings. paused and I'm like, all right, we got 40 minutes left. <laughs> right. Justin Blaine. Yep. Yep, yep. I'm gonna smack you. I didn't know that was your middle name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ha! Or J.B. Wavy. No. J.B. Wavy. Yep, we're just um, gonna cut that out. You know, all good. Nope. Keeping, no. it in. Keeping it in. <laughs> so uh, I'm deducting one point for the 10 foot penis because I did not deem that necessary at all. But go for it, Ari. Do you. Uh, I'm also going to deduct a point for the second half because I feel like you could have put the first and the third together and it would have been just fine. Um, so what does that put me at? That puts me at a three out of five. Wow. And Justin gives it a five. Thanks for coming to the podcast, everybody. No. <laughs> Fucked up, Chaney. My girl. <laughs> Fucked up, Chaney. What? 
Did I guess so it I'm right? I'm going to give this a five. No, I'm just playing. Um, I am going to deduct a half a point for the second act because I think I'm missing something. And I know once I figure it out, mm-hmm. like I know a lot of it was his backstory and I know a lot of it was to show what he could be if he wasn't a pussy or if he did, if he could break free of his mommy's guilt and actually go through his own sooner. trials and tribulations. I think it was to show us what his life would be if he wasn't under the control of his mom and all the people, because those people didn't work for his mom, right? None of them were on the... I don't think they did. Yeah, I don't think so. So, like, I think that, like, that was to show us what he could be uh, if he wasn't under the control of his mom. And so, like, that helps. The whole family thing, that when he gets stuck with a family, I, I... I hate that part. I hate all of that. But I'm going to give it half a point because of the fucking animation scene. I thought, I thought that was amazing that he even put that into a movie. Um, when I saw that he was going to add a segment like that into the movie, I was like super excited. So I've been excited for this for a long time. Um, again, I'm an Ari Aster fanboy, so uh, man, this is hard to rate. This is hard to rate because I hate and love this movie at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we'll go two um, and a half. That's 50-50. Nah, it's, it's hate in a good way. Mm. It's hate in a good way because this movie made me feel a lot of things. Um, and it made me hate this movie. <laughs> but that's You're a good thing. About it's like a hate fuck to your brain. Well, I, I don't know if hate fuck is a good thing. Um so we'll skip a, skip past that one. I'm giving this a four and a half. Okay, Cheney, you were close. <laughs> that, I was close. The half a point really is because of that whole family thing. And then the, I, I'll say a quarter of that is because of the family thing. And the other quarter is from the fact that I don't know what the fucking penis meant. Exactly. The penis. But dude, penis. I'm going to tell you. When I told, so we were texting in our group chat uh, before this movie, and I was like, I don't know, but I heard there's a penis in it. I didn't know it was going to be that kind of penis. Like, yeah, I what? thought it was the naked stabber guy. That's I'm what like, I okay, thought. I was like, all is. right, yep, got that out of the way, moving on. No, and then literally one of the next scenes, you see walking giant ball sack. That's freaking giant. <laughs> Dude, that thing, it's like the nuts from the dog on uh, Van Wilder. You remember that? The bulldog? Oh, the God. big old cojones. <laughs> Who wants some jelly-filled do you donuts? Think they were, do you think they were that big, though, because he's never done it? Is that, is that's, that what it was, I think that's implied? what was implied, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think that's how it works in real life, but um, I think that's I don't have implied. that plumbing, so I don't know. Well, Anyone I do. Anyone that's listening to the podcast, you should try it. <laughs> 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 So they this have movie, a whole month for it. <laughs> so this movie is uh, the 47-year-old virgin with mommy issues, right? That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's what yeah, we're going to call that's it. That's it. Justin without the Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. Um, I do, if you are listening, and uh, if you're going to go watch this in a movie theater, find one with reclining seats. Uh, Wear comfy clothes. I do suggest watching this in the comfort of your own home with no children around. 
And maybe uh, tripping on some mushrooms or something. I'm joking. Totally joking. Don't do that. Um, Yeah. I don't think you would come out of it okay. (laughs) No. You might not come at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's a knee slapper. That's almost that guy's dick. (laughs) Dude, that homeless guy in the first of the movie had a little tiny dick. You just killed me, man. A little tiny penis. Hey, micro still works. People have a fetish. Leave him alone. It was probably cold. I think we killed Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> what would have made a great cameo if it was the greasy strangler in the road? Dude, oh, with oh his juicy prickus. That would have been amazing. Yes. They just so, panned over and he's like standing in a car wash, like <laughs> with his paper mache mouse. Yep. Oh my gosh. That would have been. Wait, I just thought of something. Oh shit. My ADHD brain. Did anyone lose a head in Midsummer or Midsummer? Did anyone lose a head? Yeah, because Hereditary, the daughter lost a head. Now mommy lost a head in this movie. Yeah, they smashed a head with a mallet, remember? What's up with him and people losing their head? (gasps) Okay, he's got a decapitation fetish. We have found it. Good catch. Good catch, dude. Good He's catch. He's like, I want everyone to lose their head. Really? We lose our minds. Yeah. Good catch. Good catch. Dragon and isn't there drugs in all of them, too? Like some yes. type of a trip or some type of... Well, not... Yes. I mean... In Hereditary, Hereditary the sun does drugs. It's weed. It's weed. I don't know if you can count That's that. That's hard drugs, Justin. It's hardcore, brah. Yeah, bro. It's hardcore. It's a gateway <laughs> of drug. Uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, yeah. Well, I think uh, I think that's a wrap because we could probably talk through eighty more scenes on this movie and still get nowhere. Um, so we'll call that a we'll call this one good. I think we averaged out about three point two five. So. Um, Round it to three and a half. We we round to three and a half. That's uh, yeah. Call it good. Three and a half. Quarters are for calling someone who who cares, not for a score. That's true. That's true. That's me being old and from the eighties. All right, Travis Tritt. <laughs> That's what I was Ew. gonna say. Garfield Here's says that. Call Travis Tritt sang it. Who cares? I don't care. He stole it from Garfield. Just someone who listens. I'm going to throw two. Give a damn. All right. We're going to get copyrighted. We better stop. (laughs) We're pissing Beth off is what we're doing. Uh, No, your cat's fighting at my feet. It's pissing me off. I need you to come regulate. All right. Well. Regulators. Mount up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We're really going to end it this time. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go follow us on the socials. Uh, at WTF underscore horror underscore podcast. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, oh. all the stuff. And if there's a movie someone can recommend no. that we haven't watched, let us know. Oh. oh, shoot. We didn't talk about the movie for next week. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. Because it's gonna be May. <laughs> yes! May the 4th be with you, Cheney. <laughs> That was a, that was awful. That's t- man. That's it. that shit's gonna be stuck in my brain all freaking night now.
Thank you. He's going to be singing in sync in the it's shower dancing. My... There he goes. This <laughs> is on a blocker better, but whatever. Um, we all need yeah. ramen hair in our lives. Poor Justin Timberlake's ramen hair. Ugh, gross. Gross. All right. In well, two ways. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, yeah, I don't know what movie we're doing next week. We're, we're really organized here, um, but that's okay. Uh, on that note, I think we're going to end this. Thanks for uh, going on the journey with us. Thanks, everyone out there. Thanks, Chaney. Thanks, Beth. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.